G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Greg Bonder, who is the State Director for Family Voice Australia uh, for New South Wales and the ACT. Hello, Greg. Welcome along. Yeah, good morning, Neil. Delighted to be here again. Greg, we've just got a short time for a quick update here. Just uh, recently, those four by-elections in New South Wales. Uh, Give us some insights here, because uh, you're suggesting that the outcome of those by-elections is a real wake-up call for the Morrison government. Uh, There are certain issues you've got concerns about. Uh, Give us a quick overview for those who are not in New South Wales, haven't been following the details so closely. Yeah, thank you, Neil. Look, uh, the point I want to make here is, of course, that the family voice is absolutely apolitical. We don't uh, support any particular party. Uh, We are advocating on issues, Neil, so it's very important. But it's important to also realise that elections, such as by-elections, will send a message to where Christians can expect to be under a particular government. Now, the by-election in New South Wales... Uh, just recently indicates that there's a big, big warning sign and a wake-up call for Mr. Uh, Scott Morrison. In particular, have a look at Began Hill very quickly. This is a win for Labor. Now, this is a swing of 11.7% previously held by the Liberal government with a margin of 6.9%. Monaro was retained by the National Party, but the vote of 5.9% are up for Labor. Uh, Strathfield, now this is retained by the ALP, but even more so, they upped their vote despite the fact that the candidate, Liberal candidate, was actually related to a lovely lady, um, Layla Abdallah, as you would well know her. Mm. Willoughby is a real problem. Have a look at this, Neil. It was held by the Liberals by a margin of 21%, and they just managed to sneak in, okay, just managed to sneak in and win that seat. Now, the problem we've got here, Neil, is that by-elections generally go against the government, but that said, it is sending a message for what's going to come up in the federal election, Neil. Some people have difficulty connecting what happens in a state by-election with how that might affect the Prime Minister. And, of course, this is all an inexact science, but... What is the focus here in your mind when it comes to the connection here, a wake-up call for the Morrison government? Yeah, look, my, from my experience, Neil, I can tell you that by-elections are a very good litmus test. They tend to uh, display the mood, the feeling, the, the actual uh, preference of voters in an upcoming federal election. So the by-election here is indicating two things. One that the government is going to be under pressure to retain its position as the governing uh, uh, body. Two, I think it's sending a message to the Prime Minister, look, your policies, particularly on religious discrimination, have cost you votes. It's going to be an issue at the federal election, along with the loss of freedom for Christian schools, City Point in particular, the hiatus there in, in, in Brisbane, Nell. By-elections send a message. It gives an indication to the sitting uh, parliament, uh, in particular Scott Morrison in this case, 
as to which way the mood of the electorate is swinging. So when people are voting in a by-election, Greg, they're not necessarily only thinking through the policy issues in their local electorate. Uh, They're thinking what's happening more broadly in the state. They're thinking what's happening more broadly in the nation. And, And so for the Christian voter... Uh, there's a certain sense in which, uh, yes, there's going to be a direction which they're going to be concerned about. And you're saying this is where the connection comes to the federal government uh, insofar as uh, things that they are feeling in the moment when they cast their vote. Not everybody is predetermined on how they'll vote. Sometimes it's just that feeling in the moment. So that's where you got this connection to the Morrison government. You did draw attention to the shelving of that religious discrimination bill. It means that there's an, an uh, you know, the religious people in Australia they are unprotected uh, by way of that anti-discrimination uh, legislation. Your thoughts here on just how widely that may well affect the Morrison government because the alternative doesn't look much better. Well, look, Neil, I have to tell you, uh, I think the fact that they've shelled the religious discrimination bill, the fact that they're looking at amending Section 38.3 of the Sex Discrimination Act, the fact that they're looking to make sure that, you know, uh, the LGBTIQA community have a better uh, protection than our 90%, 97% of the rest of the community, is going to send the wrong message to Christians and to other faith groups. Now, the point here is that we as Christians need to vote on issues of concern that relate to our faith. I don't care, you know, whether they're Labor, Liberal or Independent. The fact here is that we need to vote on issues. And what we're saying here is that the issue of uh, religious discrimination, the right of schools to employ faith teachers, the right of people to make sure that they can speak in the public arena, they are critical issues. And if we don't vote on issues, but vote for people that we like, for example, Mr. You know, Albanese looks better than Mr. Morrison, well, then we're voting on the wrong basis for, a, for our outcome as Christians in the public arena now. Just as we were saying about the South Australian state election coming up, uh, because there are not strong Christian forces in particular Christian-founded parties, uh, the fact of each individual candidate being a focus for Christians to look at where they stand on things, is this something you'd be encouraging, Greg? Oh, absolutely. I think it's very important that, you know, uh, you've mentioned church and state. I'm a, as I said, I'm writing a book on church and state at the moment because I think that the church needs to be involved in making sure that governments in particular uh, are acting on behalf of those people that have elected them. In our case, there are, what, 12, 14 million Christians in Australia? Let's make sure we start acting for them now. So it's very important that there's a relationship between the voter and government. And what I'm saying here is, Vote according to your conscience. We're actually running a um, a webinar in March. Neil, it will be called How in God's Name Should I Vote as a Christian? And it's not going to be about the person. It's going to be about the issues, Neil. Okay, that's coming up March 8th. And uh, listeners can connect with that webinar uh, at familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bondar, Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.